Good morning, you guys. I, I can't wait for this to um, come up. I don't know something's going on with my Android. I have the Safe Zone broadcast app on the Android phone, as well as Boom Factor is on the iPhone. Uh, first, I want to say good morning to you all. Uh, it is Thursday already. Wow. And so much stuff has occurred and good things as well as, you know, you're going to have your daily challenges. But I'm learning um, through personal development, going through my business um, coaches, um, coach, well, my business mentor, um, and just identifying some things that the Holy Spirit collectively reveals to me through the day, it gives me a better perspective on how to effectively live my life stressless, you know what I'm saying, and immediately identify the enemy when it comes through people unaware the things that they do, but it also reveals to me their level of growth, no matter what the title is, right? No matter how many degrees you have, right? It's that little character, your perception that you spill out, right? Um, Of many, many have found me um, direct or straight up, straight to the point, and I believe that the world have lost that. I'm, I'm striving, to be tactful with it, but at the end of the day, my authentic self is is going to be revealed. And so with that, I'm determined to um, build myself, you know, self-discipline my my doings, my actions, uh, make sure that my character and my integrity lines up with the word of God, not just striving to be seen that I know all these scriptures and because I have a doctor degree in theologic, you know, in, in, in uh, Christian studies and Christian leadership, theological uh, terms. And, you know, I don't even use half the stuff that you hear most of these individuals with all these acronyms behind their name. And at the end of all of it, when you really sit down and talk to them, they're really a bunch of fools. I'm sorry to say it. Well, God said don't call a man a fool unless certain circumstances happen. So I'll take that back. <laughs> I'll take that back. You know, but they have not, uh, they are not operating in the fruits of the spirit that is commanded for us to operate in. Even an unbeliever have common sense to know what's good and what's bad. God put that mechanism in all of us. So to get wrapped up into spirituality and all of this um, supernatural uh, influencer and all this other, hey, that's all good and dandy. But at the end of the day, if your characters stink, it don't matter what kind of chimes you're listening to. You need some heart development. You need some surgery going on in your soul. And that's the mind, will, and emotion that needs to be addressed. And so with that, I was just pondering. I got up, you know, uh, I was up early. I always, when I, when I first wake up, I strive to recollect anything that I felt the Holy Spirit was ministering to my spirit while I was asleep. 
And when I wake up, I sit there and I meditate. I say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus, my brother. You know, thank God for the day. Oh, I made it another day. Lord, you know all the stuff that's going on, so I'm not going to rehearse that. I just thank you that it's going to come to pass. And whatever that you have planned for your daughter, it will come to pass. Just give me the instructions, what I need to do, who I need to call. Just guide my day-to-day um, in, you know, integrating with what is already on the schedule. You know, and so that's what I do. And I lay there and I meditate and I listen. So this morning, as I was listening, getting up, and I started cleaning, I said, well, let me come on. I mean, girl, y'all, I got clothes everywhere. It's like when I'm going to the event, I'm trying to put on some clothes. Oh, Lord, that don't fit. Oh, that don't look right. Oh, I don't feel that color. Oh, nah, nah, nah. So y'all know how we do women. We take the clothes, we just throw them on the bed, throw them on the chair, and trying to hurry up and find out because what you wanted to wear it really don't look good on you. And it's like, oh, man, I got to get a whole nother outfit, right? Right? So I had clothes and stuff in my bedroom, on my chair, on my uh, Audubon. I mean, just everywhere. Like a tornado just came in my closet and just swooped everything. And I said, oh, Lord, I got to clean this up. So it's it's going to take at least probably two days to get in there and really do, do some damage, right? I'm going to throw some of that stuff away. I'm going to give it away. You know, I was trying to hold the seat that the ministry will be able to um, find a space again where I'll have an outlet where the homeless will come and get their clothes or we'll take it and give it out. That's what I usually do, but I don't have that extra space right now. So with all that said, you guys, so I got up, you know, and as y'all here, I came and cleaned up the kitchen a little and uh, started my dishwasher, which I was supposed to start at night. And I said, let me fix me some coffee. And, uh, and I'm just, you know, cleaning up, you know. And then all of a sudden, I remember hearing uh, a statement from Mike Tyson. He was talking to this young man. And I, I guess they was talking about how, what to do when people treat you wrong, right? And I know I'm I, I'm guilty of that too. I mean, I'm like, somebody do me something wrong. I mean, literally, purposely do me something wrong after I know that you didn't did your best. You're 150% towards these people. And they just outright just do you wrong, talk to you bad. I mean, all type of scenarios that can happen and really make you feel like, well, whoa, whoa. I thought we was cool all these years and now, I mean, this is how you feel? So really, in in, in, in reality, this was been in your heart all this time? And so the young man was saying, yeah, when that happens, I just don't, hey, I just don't deal with them no more. I just cut them off. They erase like they never existed. And I'm going on. And so Mike Tyson um, brought up and said, uh, I thought this was very interesting, y'all. And this is what um, God was really revealing to me. And I want to share this with you guys. I wanted to do it a little bit of this live. So, I mean, you need to understand the importance of what I'm about to share with you all. Because as you see, and as biblical prophecy is coming to pass, it's coming to pass faster than what's been going on and we haven't even seen the brick of it yet this just getting started and, and it has been a wild wild year right and so um this young man had responded and said yeah um it's like they never existed to me I, it's like they erased I won't have nothing to do with them, you know, and let them go on and live their life and yada, yada, yada. 
So Mike Tyson brought up a, a, a excellent, excellent, excellent uh, thought, and uh, he said, he said, he said so. He said, uh, well, I, he said, well, the devil just won. No, he said, you gave the devil a victory. He said, how am I going to give the devil a victory? He said, no. He said, I, I just, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to continue on and let someone, you know, do the things that they've done. He said, so how I let the devil won? And uh, he said, and Mike Tyson said this little statement. He said, yeah, the devil won. And the, and the guy said, well, how did he win? He said, because he just changed you. And so the young man said, what you mean he changed me? How he's going to change me? He said, because of your reaction. And what you choose not to do from this day forward. Whenever a situation arises and we make a decision to 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 make a vow. I, I looked at it like you made a vow within yourself. And I know I have done that numerous of times and had to go back and repent and say, God, um, please release me for this vow that I made out of hurt. I want my heart to be like your heart. And just because someone didn't value my heart, I'm not going to allow that individual to change how I am. You see what I'm saying, you guys? So what do you... And now I sit there and say, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, Father. Okay, okay. And just think about it, you guys. When something done to you, you get, you know, we all been there. We, we get that little attitude. You know, we get mad and angry. Okay, and that's your right because Jesus did say you could be angry but sin not. Yeah, of course. You're going to get upset. You're going to have that little feeling in you, you know. You know, your shoulder's going to be like, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this and that. And then, then after that, then he's like, you know what? Forget it because you give them enough time to see if they're going to correct the wrong. And then not, matter of fact, what even makes it even worse, they're going about their day and their life like ain't nothing happening. Like you never existed in their life. <laughs> so that really tees you off, right? I mean, it really like, ugh, you know, but. Guess what? You know who's watching? The enemy. Because we have to understand you guys out there. Family, come on, listen to me, Boom Factor family. Those that listen to me worldwide, you got to understand that God has, we are created in God's image. We are the very essence of Jehovah. God Almighty, the universe. Wherever, who you call God God Almighty, who sent Jesus down to take our sins, put him on that cross, died for us, to redeem us from the very pit of hell where Satan going himself. See, he know where he's going. He can't change the fact that's 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 something that is sealed and done. It's done. You, it can't be revoked. It can't be appealed. <laughs> it's done, y'all. His his end of days is done. It's a sealed deal. And see, you have to understand that he is very teed off because see, 
His decision was not only willfully, but it was unnecessary. Our situation is, we are being influenced and enticed. He didn't have no influence. You see. He chose to want to be like God. And we can have that choice too. But we also have a redemptive mechanism like an eraser that if we come and ask for forgiveness and repent of our actions, God will forgive us and we have the opportunity to enter in the heavenly realm. Satan don't. And that's why he's mad and he's upset with human beings, period. Because even the worst person on earth If they repent, they can enter into heaven. So what what the enemy does, he used situations, personalities, or principalities, people that we love, we care about. He'll use circumstances. He'll use all type of avenues to chip away at your soul. Now, your soul consists of your mind, will, and emotion, right? And with that try function in our body, the heart that's connected to the soul keeps us alive. So he has to chip away at our hearts through all the negativism that we encounter through our life. And he mainly starts at a childhood age. Because he knows if he can plant that seed in your heart at a child age, that as you grow, this is the beginning stage of the person to become that adult. They're respectable, valuable, sustainable, credible person. He goes back to that infant. Most of the time he attacks while the child is even in the womb of the parent, of the mother. And so with that cycle, he began to stir up stains with the mother because he knows that that energy... That source of life, feeding through that biblical card to that child, will begin to form the very character of that child. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. So as as we going forward, you guys, as we going forward, we need to start paying attention to the little triggers that the enemy used through other people and even some things that we have not have been set free from ourselves from past hurts and and i'm i'm like i'm always seeing something you know you're going along finding then boom shakalaka something else pop up it's like what in the world what but i choose to mature to have a better response to not let the other side 
nip away at my heart to make me turn from the very innocent character that God put in me. Now, we, we all are innocent, you guys. You was born with innocence. And like I stated earlier, the enemy comes with all these situations and everything that have built barriers and vaults and cages. And we have locked ourselves up in our own prison. And we're not free. And then when we see other people that just free, we'll say, oh, they act like nothing's going on. Or, man, man, they must have a good life. They don't know what I'm going through. Or, uh, or just different circumstances. Like, I can't even say it for myself. People don't even believe half the stuff that I've encountered. Because they say, girl, stop lying. Because we always see you happy and rejoicing. And you always traveling. You always doing this here. And people just don't even understand. Yeah, but I was in pain. Yeah, I just went through a divorce. Yeah, I come out of domestic violence. Yeah, I just finished doing chemotherapy and radiation. Yeah, I've been evicted. Yeah, I've been homeless. Yeah, you see me smiling or whatever, but yeah, you saw me traveling, but guess what? A, B, C, D, I mean, all, I can have all kinds of scenarios. One, one situation that I know with my family, that God has really put love and joy in our heart no matter what we go through. Some kind of way we still maintain our love for people and our joy. Even though people hurt us, walk over us, betray us, lie upon us. I mean, all type of situations that have happened, misuse us, abuse us. We'll still have that love and that compassion and that joy in our heart. In the midst of devastation, you're going to always see us smiling. And people usually say, what? I can give you all a good example, and I'm gone. When we came out here from Hurricane Katrina, my gosh, that was the most horrific situation ever. But little bit by little bit, God always made a way. And with me, it was like I'm always missing that that moment, right? Because we went to the the George R. R. Brown Convention, right? They gave us our cot, and my my children, you know, I just saw their heart, you know, and it was like they didn't want to stay there. We saw the people in there. It was very a very very um, discouraging, sad situation to see. Oh my gosh! And the smell, it was just horrible, y'all. And my daughter, a month before. Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. I just came out of surgery from from the cancer and had to start my chemo in that second week of July. So I said, well, I had got out the hospital. I was in the hospital for almost about 40 days, y'all. Yes. So I got out the hospital and I said, well, come on. Let's go ahead and bring you early. Her and her, her roommate. Had an apartment. They was going to. She was going to college here, in Houston, Texas. So we brought her over here. At that time, my bestie was already living here. So we went by her house to have fun with the Astroworlds and stuff like that. Right? My goodness. So when we got back home, I started my chemo treatment, and as the weeks and days went by, it was just. A challenge and I had some other stuff going on it was time for school Joshua registered he was going to St. Aug 
kid was registered. They was in private school. That means tuition. I needed money for tuition. At that time, I did not have any money because I did not work because I was underneath. I was on medical leave, right? Um, they wouldn't give me unemployment because I was still with the job, right? And a lot of things have changed now since back then. But Dr. D was like, Lord have mercy. I've just been through some stuff, y'all. And I know I need some additional therapy because just by me talking about it, and I didn't expect to talk about this, but wow, this was a lot. So with that said, when um, all that happened, I'm not going to go through that scenario. I think I already had mentioned that on one of my broadcasts. I'll try to find it and repost it. But we transitioned here. Wind up, um, uh, when we went back by Ashley, we said, well, we can go by Ashley. We drove my other friend, my other sister friend, um, because her husband was in the military, and he had that call. They was calling all the reserves in, all the military personnel in, so he had to go. So he wanted his wife out of New Orleans. So they got a, a hotel. They was able to get a hotel. And um, they dropped us off by my daughter. But at that time, my daughter and her roommate, they had other her roommate people was already there, so that house was kind of full. So we went to the George R. Brown. Oh, my gosh. Lord have mercy. So with my children, they was like, oh, they was just so despondent or whatever. And I said, well, you know what, y'all? We can leave. You know, you had to come in at a certain time. They gave us these bracelets. You got to leave, and then you come back. So this we stayed there for two days. And when we left, that night when we left, I said, well, come on, you guys. Let's just stay one more night. And let's see what happened. They're going to have the counselors come in. And see, I had need, I needed medicine. The radiation had burnt my skin. I was very irritable. It was just horrible. I, I was trying to figure out how I'm going to do my treatment. And I'm thinking, Lord, I'm going to die because I had to do this here. And they already gave me a time limit. Y'all, it was just something. Well, with all that said, um... Uh, and at that time, I don't even think I had additional phones. I think they had gave out phones that second or third night. They gave us these government phones. I had that phone. I called Ashley. I said, Ashley, your sister and them, they're not going to make it in here. They're crying, and it's really horrible. Um, can we just come back over? And she said, yeah, Ma, I was trying to see how I was going to get in touch with you because um, yada, yada, yada people, they found the place, so let's go. So now y'all have room. Y'all come on over here. So we left, y'all. Guess what happened? So the night that we left, FEMA came into the GR John Brown. And everybody that was in there, they gave them a ban. They gave them debit cards. On those debit cards was $5,000. They gave them a debit card to go try to find a hotel or whatever because I don't know what was going on with that yet. And they had the ban where there was shipping people because it was overcrowded so they had to get some people out of there and so i was like lord so we had missed out on that money then when we filed the fema application my my dad who's resting in peace his wife she wanted to be a smart greedy person not only that they only was allowing two families to file for fema on that address well come to find out she didn't file another claim right uh, with her maiden name. So that blocked me because at that time I was living with my dad for the treatment. Okay. <clears throat> and oh my God, I was just so devastated. 
I was so devastated, you guys. But through all of that, we have found this other agency that they was giving homes out, right? We just had to fill out the uh, pass the background check, da da da. So we wound up moving way to Tomball. They had gave us a house in Tomball. It was a nice house, a nice starter house, right? And they were saying after a year, if we wanted to stay in the house, only thing we had to do was pay the taxes or something, the house would be ours. So I said, well, of course. So I was all happy and everything, you guys. Don't you know, we stayed in that house for probably three months, y'all. And all of a sudden, one of the representatives, whatever happened with that agency, uh, FEMA had paid the agency to pay off the houses that they gave to the the recipients. We was one of the recipients. Well, they closed they closed that place down because they stole the money. They didn't pay the, the people, the owners, other homes was looking for their money. And it was a big old mess. So we had to move, y'all. We had to move within 24 hours. Either move 24 hours or they was going to come and put us out. And we was going to lose everything that we had in the house. We had got the house furnished. I mean, we had got blessed with the washing machine. I mean, everything, you guys. 24 hours, we had to move out that house. I just wept. I tried to call the people. I tried to call FEMA. I tried to call to see who, who can help us or whatever. And we didn't have nowhere else to go. But guess what? We stumped the yard. Stumped the yard had came out, and I had really enjoyed that movie. So we had made us a stump the yard move out party. We was packing our stuff up, watching the dance. I'm dancing. We just, and my children was joked out. It's like, well, how can you clown around at a time like this here? I said, what else we can do? I mean, what y'all want me to do? I can't do nothing else. What is it? I don't have no help. What, what, what is it? What you want me to do? So, instead of me being angry, I'm just going to keep my joy and just trust God going to work this out. And eventually, it took about a week and a half, but yeah, God worked it out. And we found the place, and we wound up living in that place for 10 years, from 2007 to 2017. And um, that's a whole nother story with that situation. But I'm just telling you guys, when stuff happens, especially with our family, some the mechanism that God has in us, we'll create a party around it. And I believe that's the culture of any black family, uh, the black community, you know, we 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 gonna hit get hit hard, but we're not gonna let it steal our spirit. Don't let things steal your spirit and your joy. That's all I'm trying to share with you all. Don't allow the enemy to come in and change you. You know, I know the enemy is after my love and my joy. And I refuse to let anything or anybody steal my love and steal my joy. Yeah, it's a fight to, to keep it. Oh, my gosh, because you want to retaliate. You want revenge. You want, God, you say vengeance is yours. Lord, you're moving too slow. When are you going to vindicate me? You see what I'm saying? We use those scriptures in the wrong terms, but they are true. God will vindicate because I've seen God vindicate me. And they still got some vindication got to still come forth. <laughs> and, and those that don't get it right, it's not up to you to make them get it right. Eventually, they're going to have to get it right. I could tell y'all on that. I could tell y'all a whole bunch of scenarios on that. If it's going to take you on your last dying bed, every person that you have done wrong, you're going to have to get that right. Or you won't cross over. 
I don't care how much you prayed and say you repented. People have to understand that we all connected. You see what I'm saying? The good, the bad, and the ugly. If God calls you to come in contact with anybody in this life, it's an opportunity for all of us to do right. Come on now. I'm going to have to write that one down. If God calls you to come in contact with anybody in life, it's a test to see if you're going to do right. That's why people that have uh, abilities and have uh, have the ability to make a person's life better, they're in a certain position, have power to just press a button. Half the stuff that's going on that people need help, those underwriters for SBA loans, uh, the fund, the grants, and things that they look over and read over, they have the power to either improve your life or make your life a living hell. And God is watching them also. You see? So we be meticulous at the wrong thing. Let's be meticulous at ourselves and see that, okay, this is an opportunity to show God's love towards this person. Now, if I'm going to do right about it or I'm going to do wrong. Because at the end of the day, it's all being recorded. We, are, we will be getting rewards and being judged on how we lived our life. <clears throat> Why people don't think this is serious? The devil knows it's serious. Why you think he come so hard at you? Why you think he is not letting up? He ain't going to let up until you lose the very last breath in your body. As long as you are breathing, you're going to have to face the enemy. And you're going to have to face the enemy with a good fight of faith. Knowing that God is on your side, you will not be denied. You might be delayed, but you will never be denied. And we just have to learn how to wait on God. And there's a whole lot of other scenarios that I can add to even encourage you guys out there. Because it's, 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 it's going to be hell on earth. Lawlessness is running rapid in the earth. And the Lord already prophesied that in the last days. Lawlessness. It's going to take over. Nobody's not going to respect no one no more. It's going to be a very rare remnant that's going to strive to hold the values of God. And I want you to be part of that remnant. I want you to be a part of that remnant in your community, in your household, with your inner family. Not so much as your outer family, but your inner family. And especially with your children and yourself. And if you can do that, and when you ask somebody a simple question like I did the other day, and they was very, very adamant that they was not going to... The breath that it took for that person to say, oh, it don't matter, you could have easily said, oh, it's A, B, C, D, F, G. So what was the mechanism behind that person with that type of attitude when I just asked a simple question? But, oh, the other person came right behind me and asked the same question, and it just flowed off her lips like it was water. Why is that? See, it's an issue there. It's an issue there, and we have to look within ourselves to say, God, make us a better person, because I do want to help somebody else, but I don't want to have a nasty, pissy attitude. You see what I'm saying? In one part of my life, and then the other side of my life, I'm, I'm like this big hero. 
No, no, we don't want that. Okay? So I know that might have been kind of lengthy, but I really uh, wanted to share what I received today, another piece of personal development that we all can can learn and glean from and know that every situation that have arise in your life is a teaching tool. Okay? It's a teaching tool. And through that, start identifying your patterns. Start identifying some things that you know, wait a minute, why is wait a minute, I noticed this has been happening. Da 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 okay. So now I can circle this and find out, okay, what are the areas that is causing this to happen at this particular time? And it's a track record. I can say that because I'm looking at something in my life right now. I say, this is a track record right here. This little piece, this little piece of pie right here always gets spurred. Why? All right? So God bless you guys. Share the Boom Factor Radio to somebody that really needs encouragement to know that, hey, they have somebody that's enduring everyday life just like you, but they have some solutions behind it. I welcome you to always go over to the Boom Factor Radio and TV channel on the YouTube channel. Subscribe and hit the notification bell and just chill out on the, on the videos that's over there. I also have a business YouTube channel that is named Irvin Management Group. That starts with an E, R, or V, I, N, Management Group. Subscribe and a lot of business resources, a lot of awesome uh, information that I receive and I download and it's very down to earth. I mean, it's no bam, wham, flashing, all this other stuff. Hey, I'm straight to the point. I'm here to try to help my community to thrive and become better in their business, more efficient, more effective. I want you to be able to structure yourself so you can have an opportunity to gain resources and finances to help build your business. It's just a little bitty things that, yeah, the big gurus, they're not going to show you those. And I'm sure they operate underneath the same mechanism, but they just want you to get all hyped up. So they, so they can show you all the tangible things. And they're not really showing you the back end of stuff. How you really have to maintain your business. How you really have to have your taxes in order. How you really have to report certain incomes. And how to, excuse me, how to report it. Dr. D, I have, a, I have uh, a whole bucket of resources. And I know that's my niche with everything else. So come on, share this radio station to someone. Uh, we have our awesome Boom Factor birthday party next week, November 17th uh, at 7.30. Um, sign in through the link. Uh, I'm going to strive to have it live. Um, but those that are online through the Zoom link, that's you'll get all, of, all the treats or whatever. But we will do it on live. And I'm just just striving to keep up with everything. I appreciate all my listening audience. Shout out to y'all in California, uh, Australia, Guatemala, um, uh, France, Brazil. I appreciate y'all over there and all other platforms that are tuning into me. You guys are making Boom Factor Radio hit the charts, and I appreciate it. We're almost to the 100 k listening audience and uh i think i am close to a thousand episodes so by next wednesday i will have that analytical report and be able to show who listening what country what state 
male, female, children, seniors. Oh my God, I saw that and it just really like, I was like, whoa. But God bless you guys. And until we see each other next week, have an awesome, glorious Throwback Thursday today. Throwback. Don't go back. Go back and learn from that throwback and see how you can um, implement it in your present to propel you to your future. Come on now, Holy Ghost. God bless you.